You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 148, Water Element with Dr. Tamsin Lee. Welcome to episode 148 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list for free special workshops and opportunities. You can sign up on our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. So this week, we're really excited to welcome back our friend, Dr. Tamsin Lee. And we're going to talk about the water element, which I think is super timely because we're moving into the water element season and also into water element year. So um, thank you so much for joining us, Tamsin. Hi, Tamsin. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back here. Welcome back. So I'm going to intro you in a more formal way. Sure. I'm going to say, give all our listeners your background. Tamsin Lee, D-A-O-M. AEMP is an East Asian medicine doctor, researcher, and Taoist face reader. She is the founder of Elemental Archetypes, an online face reading consultation that weaves her family lineage of Korean face reading and the five seasonal phases to guide self-identifying women and non-binary individuals reclaim their beautiful beauty narrative. Love it. So welcome, Tamsin. We're happy to have you. So last time you were here, we talked about the wood element, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's a spring yeah. Time. yeah. So we've, we've now moved into a, well, where I am colder season and where Angie is not so cold where you are. I don't think. And, and we also talked about, I think most recently we talked about face reading. That's true. We did. Yeah. That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I love hearing I it from th- your perspective too, from the feng shui lineage. Yeah. And I want to touch on that today when we talk about water element too. Like, I think we can talk about it from both a a feng shui perspective and an energy perspective, but I also wouldn't mind like just digging a little bit into more of the phrase reading and chi, personal chi parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we just start talking water, water element? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So as Angie said, winter is in feng shui and other related modalities is connected with the water element. So water is cold, still quiet, and things are below the surface. Let's put it that way. Kind of mysterious and below the surface stuff is happening, but it's not very visible. And things are pretty static at this point and cold. When you talk about the watermelon, Tamsin, and when you work with it, how do you think of it? Like what's your perspective on it? And how do you kind of explain it and communicate it? Yeah. I feel like as I get older, I'm learning more about the water element. I think when I started acupuncture school, it's my least favorite element because it's just it's my least favorite season too in the winter. But now that I'm getting older and I have the tools to just get through winter, I'm like so drawn to it because the water element is all about constriction too, right? It's the most yin part of all the elements. And so, like you said, it's going into this darkness and we see that in nature, the days are shorter, it's colder. Like we just want to stay inside. And and there's a lot of stillness and, and to me, what, and you, you mentioned it briefly, I don't know how you phrased it, but now I'm seeing the water element as this time to really explore the collective unconsciousness, mm-hmm. like this deep 
underbelly of things. And I think that's where fear and fright comes in because mm-hmm. the water element is associated with the fear and fright mm-hmm. emotion. And when we start digging deep into this collective unconsciousness, there is a lot of fear around it because we don't know what's going to come up, but it's the work that we have to do, right? Some people call it shadow work or mm-hmm. you know other types of work, but it helps us grow. And then we always remember that within the deepest yin, there's also a little bit of yang. There's still that lightness within it. But I think where we are in the world, that's what we all have to do really is, you know, we've gone through this pandemic, we're still in this pandemic, there's so much social injustice, and the climate, everything is just coming up to the surface. And so this winter, on my personal level, I really want to focus on why am I doing this work? Even for face reading, I feel like Mm -hmm. face reading is such a beautiful way for me to connect with other humans. Like what's the purpose of this work? And when I think about the water element too, it's also a lot about immortality and legacy. And what are you leaving behind in this world? Yeah. It's very much connected to looking deep, deep, like deep in feng shui and in the I Ching, when you have water, when you have the hexagram water over water, it's actually in some many, te- eight, lots of texts have different ways of describing it, but it's often described as either darkness or the abyss. And it has this mystery to it because it really is water goes down, right? Water just travels downward. That's just the way it is. And that's the, the energetic direction is downward. And you said a really important word, which is purpose. And we talk about that a lot when we talk, because it's kind of hard for people to wrap their head around water. It's not like some of the other elements where you can see their, their purpose, like their reason for like, okay, I get that. But water is actually kind of a scary element. Sometimes when you look at it and you read, especially if you start reading sort of older texts about it and you're reading in the I Ching, it seems kind of like kind of a sad, scary element, but it's, it's not, I think it's exactly what you said. It's it, well, cause it's, it, connected with fear. And it's about looking at things that maybe you don't really want to look at and take stock of, but finding your purpose is part of it. And Angie and I talk a lot about that when we're talking about water, you know, wisdom and all that. So it's a really fascinating element. I really like it. Yeah. And to me, now I see all of that really, to me, I see it in a different light too. It's all about, and then it's water similar to this where it's really getting intimate with your fears and getting sensual with your fears. And those are also water qualities mm-hmm. like intimacy and sensuality. And that's so different. And I think that's something that I want to explore too during this season. Yeah. And also actually in feng shui, we look at water element with some other aspects, especially connected to purpose. Like it's related to the career area of the Bagua map. So it can be the way that you move through life. If you think about like how the oceans connect all the different lands and there's more water on the earth than land, right? And water in our bodies too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it really, so it's connects us and even our blood, our lifeblood is water and we need water to thrive. So water is such an important element. And then we look at the different aspects of water. Like it can be like a rushing river that moves very quickly which could be like the social network of people that you connect with. So you were telling us before we started the podcast that you're starting your po- a podcast yourself. So that's perfect for water. Cause that's like communication, that's connections and expanding your reach and connecting to others. 
Yeah, we're going to, we both of us are acupuncturists. So we're like, we're going to wait until the new year and then launch it. <laughs> That's the other thing, right? It's water season. It's all about building and cultivating so that when wood season comes, you mm -hmm. can actually manifest it. And I also think about the water and fire connection too, right? Because water and fire have a connection. And when I think about the spirits, like the whole point of doing this work of going to get intimate with our fears is to really connect with humanity. And that's how I see the fire spirit with the water. Like it's hard to connect with other people and find joy unless you understand what fear feels like. And fire is a lot about putting yourself out there and, and being seen too. So, which is not super comfortable for water people or water element. And, you know, it sort of brings up this is what you do in your elemental archetype. You know, you talk, I mean, we're talking about it in kind of a broad way of looking at water as an element, but you actually link it with people, like the types of people and the type of chi they have. And so it's interesting, like a water person, would you say that a water person would have trouble doing just that connecting with humanity or going out there and being warm and caring? I think, I think they have their own way. I think yeah. It's funny because it, I always am surprised when I meet a client that's water element because I don't see a lot of them in the world. And I think for, I am, I'm been thinking about why, why, and I think for a few reasons, I think it's hard for water people to survive in our world today because they're so, they're so empathic. They're very sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, this world is really loud. It's a very young, like wood, fire, metal kind of world. And for water, it's just too much. So I see a lot of water elements behaving and acting like another element just to survive and cope and exist in this world. And then water people also they can be incredibly deeply spiritual because they can go into other realms. They're very mm -hmm you know, sensitive, they feel things really easily. And unless they were taught on how to create boundaries, like they can, you know, see ghosts and spirits and all that, then, then it's really hard for them to survive. So they often also can lean towards, because we say they can go into other realms, so it can go into good spiritual realms, but it can also lead to like substance abuse and disorder. Mm -hmm. But that's just a coping mechanism for them, mm -hmm. because they haven't quite understood, like how to create boundaries, how to work with their energetic gift really yeah water people can go to a pretty dark place sometimes too i mean yeah that's that's the nature of the element but i mean i have i'm very woody as well but um in earth but i do have some water in in me as we all i mean we all have something in us but it's really that the intuition the artistic the mystery the creativity all that stuff that and the subtlety and quietness of it yeah it's hard to navigate the world it's hard to find a job yeah. <laughs> like it is, as a water person, like it's just a very different way of working too. Um, and water people have to figure out how to bring more wood into their life or they're not going to fit in, you know, yeah. exactly. Like you said, the water people that I've met, they, they end up working for themselves, which is probably a good thing, but they have trouble like getting things done on time, unless they partner up with like a wood person or a metal person mm -hmm. that can help them. But their gift is really because they can go to these dark places that we don't want to mm -hmm. go to, or we can't, they gain so much wisdom and that's their gift really. And so it's like, if you remind water people what their gift is, that it's really to go into these other realms and learn from it and then bring that wisdom back to us. Mm -hmm. It gives them such a deeper sense of purpose. And Tamsin, in your practice, how do you determine if someone's a water person? 
you know, I said, I have them send photos. And so if, if, if they just want an elemental archetype, you know, we all have five elements on our faces, but we typically have primary, secondary, sometimes a third element that shows up. That's more our main ones. But the Shen Spark offering is something different because I look at the peach blossom look, and that's more just in the eyes because it deals with the fire element. It's the Shen. And that can be very different than their element. It could be the same, but it could be different. But what I do essentially is just look at their face. And it's very much like how acupuncturists are trained. Like we look at this one little tiny thing about the symptom. And then we look at it in the bigger picture and then the little picture and the bigger, and we go back and forth and back and forth. And then it comes, you know, and plus parts of the features and the face are associated with certain elements, but that's one way. And then usually just reading the way they write their intake gives me so much. So I don't look at the picture mm. first. Mm -hmm. I actually just read what they write. And then it gives me an idea. I'm like, oh, this is a water person. This is a metal person. Yeah. The way, when feng shui, the way that Laura and I work and how we train our students is it's a combination of looking at their feng shui, looking at how they fill out their intake form as well. Oh, wow. And also their astrology. And then also the personality or the energy that shows up. So all of that can come into play. And then Laura also knows face reading. So she may include that. And then sometimes they'll be, they can contradict, like someone could show up a certain way in their body, but exhibit different elements of their home and maybe exhibit different elements in their personality or with their astrology. So it all depends. So we're talking about like water element. So how do you identify yourself? Like what element do you identify as Tamton? <laughs> so I'm like classic metal, pro metal fire. I definitely have a fire shun. <laughs> I've been working on like water features. So that's been growing a lot, but I think an earth, probably those are my three primary wood and water is something that I always have to, I always have to work on. And I am sensitive and intuitive and I'm very empathic. And I think that was really difficult growing up, just learning how to cope in this world. So there is some water aspect, but I don't think it's not, it's not my main one. Mm, Laura, what do you consider yourself? I have water in me for sure. And it's both in my astrology and some of the, some face stuff that I have. And I'm, I paint, I'm artistic. I'm kind of like to, I like to like I go down the rabbit hole when I research things, I like to like lose myself in things and really try and dive in them deeply. And, and I lose sight of what I'm really supposed to do, you know, which is a kind of a water thing is over researching, over learning, over like deep, diving deep into something, but I'm not, I think, and I wonder if this is something, and I, it is something actually, it's funny. It come, it came up in my, so I do tarot as well. And when I'm working with my teacher and my mentor, you know, what came up constantly, the card comes up for me is the high priestess because of what I'm not tapping into. And so I actually really, I always, oh, I don't see ghosts. I don't like, I'm not intuitive. Like I don't do those things. And she's like, that's not true, but you just are fearful of tapping into it. Right. And that's a very, that's like, you know, water, that's pure, pure water stuff. And I just, for me, I feel like that's not useful. You know, and that's the wood in me, I think. And, yeah, that's not useful. Like it's useful. Like it's going to just, I don't want to have to be woo woo and all that just to get my, because I can read these cards. I don't need that stuff. She's like, yeah, but you know what? When you do tap into that water stuff, you're going to like, it's something that I've definitely, I think for me, I'm water, wood, earth. 
if I think I don't have a lot of fire in me and I do have some metal, but, but that's probably what I would say. Yeah. Another way that people could like a listener could see what element they might be is to see what, um, this is how we bring in the function, like where you feel the best. Like if you could go on a vacation somewhere, where would that be? Like, I always live near water, so I'm really supported by water. So what do, what do you guys think I am? Well, we have to do ourselves. I want to hear what you have uh, to say. <laughs> okay. I'm I really, know what I'm very metal. I, I'm, I have a lot of metal wood and earth. Mm, yeah. I want yeah. to go back to the environment. Cause I think you it can also be, what do you need to nourish? So I always have found that I need to live near water. And I think that's because I need water and also wood. And I'm always drawn to vacations where there's like beach and forest. Yeah. And so, I think those are yeah, the places. I don't I need, need the forest. I just need the, <laughs> I just <laughs> the need ocean. the water. I like mm-hmm. the water. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one way that a listener could kind of tap into one, what element nourishes them Two, if you look at the five element cycle, then you can see which element you may have a predominance of because of what something that nourishes you. But that said, do you guys want to go, maybe go over, it might, might be a little bit helpful for the listeners, mm-hmm. like in water and in water element season, what someone would do that has a predominance of a certain element. Like we could start with metal because mm-hmm. and I are really metal. How a metal person should use the energy of, of water is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Or what, what could be done? Well, actually we can start this way. Like Tamsin, you're, you said you're predominantly metal. So what are some ways that you'll be working with the water element in your life right Mm -hmm. now, as we're moving into water element season, which you already touched upon, right? When, with your, this new partnership for the podcast. Yeah. I'm also like Laura, where it's like, I have such hesitation to go to the deep end of like woo stuff. And so like, I'm in awe of people that are just living it out. And, I, but it's not like, that's just not me. Cause I'm so metal. I'm so proper, mm-hmm. and like minimal and like, you know, and so I'm giving myself permission to go there to where two things that I really want to work on in the metal season for me personally, because it's, it's another thing, right? The fear, it's like these issues that I've been ignoring for so many years and it keeps coming back in my life and I'm purposely ignoring them. It's not like, it's not like, I don't know what my issues are (laughs) and it's really boundaries and intimacy and sensuality. Probably those are the three things that I don't really know much about and these are things, things I purposely ignore. And, and they've been coming into every aspect of my life, not just personal, but professional. And this makes sense. Like as I get older, these are the things that are going to be, I think, really important in my life. And winter is also associated with getting older. So and and wide leg pants. And wide leg mm. pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but I gotta I do know. it in a fire away. So one way that I, I'm like sensuality, what does that mean? Like, you know, I'm not, I don't <laughs> it's just, I, I see people on Instagram, like, yeah, that's so sensual. I can't do that. So I bought myself a hula hoop because that really <laughs> works with like your body, but it's fire because it's fun and it's playful. So I'm trying to work with the other that's elements good. to get to that. Yeah. Good for you. That's but good. The water aspect of that is that you're starting to look at what you're fearful of, right? or the hidden aspects. 
Okay. The next after metal would be the water. So Laura, since you, you're the one who has the most water, what could a water person do in a water season? Well, it's a lot of water, so they got to be careful. So I uh, get depressed is what they could do. <laughs> So, um, go, go visit I, some forests or something. Yeah. Like, or I, yeah, I actually, you know, some get hot, like get warm somehow. I actually, because fire is, is sort of something I'm not super comfortable with, you know, using the fire as much as possible, bringing that in. But yes, I actually, if I were to pick somewhere that I'd want to live it, by the water is not I'm not a beach. I actually do like the woods, the forest and um, like the middle of nowhere kind of thing, like rural. So fields, rolling fields, like kind of thing. So it's different for me. And maybe it's just because it's just too much water, but it is a time to plan. So I will take advantage of the quiet. I won't try to expend too much energy. And rather what I will do is I will try to plan things and I'm still, I still got a lot of wood in me. So I'm always wanting to do, do, do. So it's kind of a fight between sitting and planning before you get into the doing. So okay. that's, yeah. Well, what do what you, are you what do you guys do? think about, oh, Tamsin. what are you going to do? I would say the water nourishes your roots probably. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Whereas I should probably, me, yeah. with the wood, I, you mean? Yeah. The wood. Like yeah. Like so next self- would be the wood element. Yeah. So, yeah. So how. Ha- the water a season would nourish a wood person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They would and probably. Go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think Laura hit it because it's like wood people just want do do do, but they need to spend the water season to just step back and and build, and then mm-hmm. and then when that antsiness comes, when the spring season hits, then they can actually release their projects, release everything. But mm-hmm. that's very hard for wood people to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Laura knows from working with me for a few years now that actually the only time of year where my work is pretty quiet is around the holidays. And so I do take that time to, to be quiet and to take care of myself during the holidays, but then I'm secretly planning all the next things I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you said, Tamsin, with you and your new projects, you're kind of setting them all, you're planning them all now. Yeah. As, uh, so that, so they will be ready to launch as we move into the wood season. Yeah. And then saying no to a lot of projects, saying no to projects, saying no to hanging out, saying no a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just going into like a kind of a modified hibernation mode. I'm also scared of the water tiger year. So, oh yeah, <laughs> you started to prepare for that. <laughs> I saw that on your, cause you're, because I'm you're so a monkey. Scared. Yeah. I'm a monkey. Um, okay. so if you have any tips on do. how well, to, she should come to the golden cicada when we do that. Oh yeah. You should reset. come to our New Year's reset we're class. Doing a little oh. celebration. Well, yes. you'll come to that and then okay. we'll do a, on the 31st of January. It's the reset that we have. And so we do a live one and we'll walk you through and, and it's good for certain animals. If you are, you know, worried or you feel that there might be a clash it's what we recommend you do. So if someone comes to you and says, oh, you know, I'm it's a year of clash, blah, blah, you do the golden cicada ritual yeah. to protect yourself and to, yeah, to prepare. So yeah. try not to piss off any tigers this year. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the tigers. Well, you know, the, go ahead. Oh, no. 
because the way that I look at it with the opposite animal. So next year, we're moving into the year of the water tiger, and we're going to have a bunch of podcast episodes on that. And, and like Laura mentioned, listeners should definitely sign up for our offering, our annual New Year's offering. But when you have like an opposite animal, so in this case, we have the tiger and the, the animal in opposition is monkey and Tamsin is a monkey. So that's why Tamsin's scared of the tiger. But one of the ways that I look at these opposite animals is that it's kind of like the opposite archetype where the archetype or the energy of the monkey is more maybe playful, not so straightforward. They swing from here to there, don't make a straight line. Whereas a tiger and also, uh, sorry, monkeys are also very more community oriented, right? And more playful. But tigers are solitary generally. They like loners. The mama tiger takes care of the kids, but the, the father tiger just takes off. They hunt alone. And they're like straight shooters and very ferocious and just go for what they want. So I think especially when it's the year that you're in opposition to like with you, Tamsin, so all of you um, monkeys out there, it's the year where you're actually sitting straight across from the year God. And so you're starting to see like these aspects of yourself that are, that, that are different from you. So it's about embracing, like, how can you be more like, straight shooter, less like going all over the place here and there. How can you be like more ferocious? How can you be more aggressive? How can you like take care of your cubs and do things on your own a little bit? So you can kind of start to embrace those qualities of the tiger. Yeah, that's really helpful. Cause I, yeah, I've been surrounded. I'm surrounded by tigers too. (laughs) My colleagues and friends are all tigers. And so I've been trying to just shut up and watch them and listen and try to like, like a monkey observing and figure in (laughs) uh, and just see how they go through life. Cause it is very different. Even though we get along, they live very differently. They work very differently. And there's a part of me that does admire that. And I think maybe that's something that I need to explore a bit more and they can learn from you too. Yeah. Hopefully wait till the monkey year, <laughs> wait till the monkey year comes around. Yes. So wait, so now we left off on fire. So mm. Tamsin, so, since you're fiery, what would be supportive thing for a fire person to do in a water season? Yeah. I mentioned it briefly, like, you know, the spirits for the water, the water is the jure spirit. And then the fire spirit is Shen. And how I see uh, fire people is that they're always there, I always tell, especially water people, I'm like, find a fire person if you want to like meet other people or network because they're great social butterflies. They just, they know everyone's name. They love meeting new people. And so when I think about my spiritual practice that I want to cultivate in the winter, which is all about understanding collective unconsciousness, learning more about ancestral wisdom and my purpose here, really connecting that with that fire spirit of, you know, helping other people. And I'm hoping this will also help me with the tiger here. Let's focus on me and, and just listening to other people, helping other people, amplifying them, um, supporting their work. I think in the last couple of years, my career just went off and it's been great, but I feel that I need to take a step back a little bit and I, and that makes me feel good. So I have one project where I'm teaching a research course. So I'm helping students with their doctoral dissertation. So that I feel like that's aligned with that. And then my podcast will teach me how to be an active listener and just listen to other people's stories. 
Awesome. We have one more element, right? Earth. Yeah. Earth. Yeah. So I have a lot of earth in me too. I think earth, well, earth at holding water, earth can, earth is boundaries. Earth actually isn't, has, doesn't have a lot of trouble dealing with water because it can control it fairly easily. Like, a, it, like the sides of a Creek or, you know, that can kind of create boundaries for water. So I think earth people should hold space for what that means. And that could be, you know, being quieter. Earth people are pretty, are pretty chill though overall, but I don't think that earth people will find it a huge challenge this winter. And, you know, as an earth at the earth in me is all about the homebody, like cooking, being at home, nurturing, caring for people. So I'm going to do that to get that, get that my earth, more of my earth. Cause I love, I love doing that. That's what I'm going to do this winter. Sometimes the challenge I see with earth clients in my face reading is that they give so much to other people mm-hmm. that they don't give enough for them. And then I think that's where the water season can help them is really take all that giving and nourishing that they do for other people and do it for themselves first. And again, they also have, like you said, boundaries saying no to things they have issues with that. So maybe working with their fears about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have some earth Tamsin or you said mostly fire? Yeah, and... I have some earth. Okay. Metal fire and some earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to make sure we talk about before we wrap this up, Tamsin, why don't you, you touched on a couple of the projects that you're working on, but why don't you let us know some of the things that you're really excited about that are coming up for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to really focus on building my face reading practice. You know, it's always been something that I've just done on the side and I've been really fortunate to meet clients from all around the world. And the one thing that I wanted to do is I have a lot of clients come back and say, well, when's the, when can I do another reading? When can I do another mm-hmm. reading? And it, it, it does feel a little strange because I'm each consultation is so long and we go through so much and then it's like, bye. (laughs) And so I have really been studying more on Yangsheng, which is like nourishing life. So it's the basic of our medicine, making these tiny shifts throughout the season for longevity. Mm -hmm. So I want to offer previous clients kind of just like a check-in, like a seasonal check-in of exactly what we did today use Mm -hmm. their elemental archetypes for that season to prepare and what, what can they do in terms of, you know, self-care practices or rituals or questions about their business and really, you know, use and utilize that elemental archetypes. That's one project. And then another project is that I'm getting ready to do a podcast about beauty and it's really coming from my curiosity. I don't, you know, I, Face reading is all about reclaiming the beauty narrative, but the more I think about it, I'm not sure what beauty really is. You know, it's a social construct because it changes all the time. Beauty trends throughout history changes all the time. So it's not this real thing, yet we're such a beauty obsessed world and society. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious to know how other people define beauty. What What does it mean to them? How does culture impact their idea of beauty? Does their gender expression impact the way their beauty is defined? And just kind of do this like social experiment in public and figure out what other people's idea of beauty is so I can figure out what my idea of beauty really is. (laughs) That'll be really fun because I have like this whole different perspective on beauty, I think, because I study sacred geometry and 
and Ooh. work with flowers, for instance, there's not so much with people, <laughs> but there is like certain things that humans find graceful or beautiful or are immediately kind of drawn to that isn't based on style that of the moment, but there are things that were immediately drawn to like a flower. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. So it's a really broader understanding of what beauty is. And then, and beauty, I think it's like a story that we tell each, each other. And so we learned our perception of beauty from someone somewhere in time. And I think that lives on too. And then ultimately like in Chinese medicine, we, we always talk about immortality and legacy. And so thinking about how you live your life and what sort of legacy you want to leave behind. We never talk about that in feng shui, immortality and legacy. Do oh, we? really? No, I'd be curious no. to know more about that on your end. That'll be our next conversation. <laughs> immortality. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? I am on Instagram. It's so mm-hmm. it's elemental archetypes with an S. Um, and then my website, I'm going to be relaunching a new website soon with the new offerings. And so that's elementalarchetypes.com. Cool. And so if somebody is like, I don't know what element I am, you need to get in touch with Tamsin and then she will help you. Yeah. Like, then they'll ask, what should I do? And then, <laughs> and then she will help you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know it's just great meeting so many people. I mean, it's, it's such a, you know, most of my clients have not been acupuncturists. So I think that's fun. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Since our wood talk, I've been trying, well, I didn't do my eyebrows today, but I've been considering that when I kind of fill in my eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. But we were saying this the other day, nineties eyebrows are back, man. (gasps) No, they're super (laughs) skinny. I can't. Well, I don't know if that's true. I saw an article and I sent it to Laura. Did you see it somewhere else? No, but I feel like the nineties are back. So that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Right. Well, that tracks, gonna, it tracks that wide leg, pants, regret it. wide leg pants and super thin eyebrows are back. And I just want to say, go for the wide leg pants, skip the super thin eyebrows. Yeah. Do your, do yourselves a favor. Cause I am still trying to grow my back. It's like amazing. however Same. many decades later. And yeah. microblading is expensive. I know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, little, little word of advice. Yeah. Yeah. wisdom from <laughs> well, thank well thank you, you. so much tamson and thank you so much listeners for listening to this episode of the holistic spaces podcast you can tune in every monday for a new podcast episode and if you like our podcast and this episode you can share it with others you can leave a review subscribe you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Right now we have a special New Year's reset course that we have every year. Hopefully you'll sign up for that and join us. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website and blog for more information. That's at holisticspaces.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.